0: Hey everyone, this is Ashwin Joy here with PythonistaPlanet.com. In this episode, we are going to find out how to become a Python full stack developer. And I got a special guest for you, Dennis Murphy from The Happy Mindset. Dennis is a Python full stack developer. I first saw him when I saw an interview of Dennis with uh, Rafa Cassi from Clever Programmer. And I reached out to him via LinkedIn. Yeah, this was the first time I was inviting someone to, you know, collaborate. And uh, fortunately, Dennis was very kind to accept my invitation. And he's going to be joining us on this podcast to discuss how to become a Django developer. So without any further introduction, let's jump on to the episode. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to the Pythonist Planet show. For the people who don't know you, could you introduce yourself first?
1: Hi, Ashwin. My name is Dennis Murphy. I'm a podcaster. I'm a software engineer and I am a writer. So that's the three things I do today.
0: Tell me a bit about Happy Mindset. Uh, Why did you start this business?
1: Happy Mindset is basically a platform I've created to help people to think for themselves, to create their own mindset and create their own life from that. So it's really about showing people the power of their own mindset to create their own life. That's what it's been about. Why did I create it? Because I went through stages in my early 20s where i felt a bit lost and i had some mental health issues as well and it was through seeing the power of mindset that i got through all that and that i started creating this platform for other people to give back as well so
0: i saw on your linkedin profile that you know spanish english french italian and a lot of languages you're basically a linguist and you also know a programming language python so according to your opinion and your experience which one is easier to learn a foreign language or a programming language?
1: Yeah, I like this question. Cause this is something I was thinking about when I started learning Python programming. The first thing that kind of entered my mind is that which made it more relatable for me as a linguist to, to learn a computer programming language was that I was just thinking about in terms of for programming. I just need to understand how to read and write code. Whereas with a foreign language, I needed to understand how to speak and communicate that so I always found that quite challenging with the with the foreign languages that you have to interact more so you do have to develop your people skills more which is quite a challenging thing but it's a uh, I would say that computer programming was quite difficult for me the logic behind it because I, I was coming from a linguistics more of a linguistics background more of a business I did business in French for my degree and computer science and programming, just the logic, wrapping my head around it was quite difficult. What helped me though was looking at it as a language, looking at the syntax, the semantics, starting to realize that that was actually quite important with programming. That's what helped me. So to answer your question, I would say that learning a foreign language was more difficult, but then in saying that I learned a computer programming language after I learned a foreign language. So I had no experience in learning any languages when I learned a foreign language. So it might also be down to the sequence I learned them in. So I learned French first and I had Spanish, Italian, I learned language checking. And then I learned a computer programming language. And a lot of the experience I got from that area was applied to computer programming to make it a bit easier to learn. So it's a very difficult question actually. I'll just go with foreign languages because there's more to it. There's actually more of a communication element.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I also know a few languages. I know Malayalam, which is my mother tongue. Then I know English, Hindi, and uh, a bit of Tamil. Yeah, so I, I also feel the same. Uh, regarding programming languages, when you learn, you know, it's, it's a bit difficult to learn the first programming language, but after that, you can easily switch on to the other programming languages. The logic is almost the same. Okay, let's come to Django now. You've been a Python full stack developer, Django developer since a year now. How's your experience in this field? Do you enjoy building apps with Django or is it a difficult job? What do you think about this field?
1: So Yeah, I've been doing it for about a year now. Before that, I was helping out a clever programmer. I was helping with just the students on the course to help them with the challenges they're encountering with the projects they're building. With my current role, yeah, I started last year. I started about about a year ago. I enjoy it. It's it's very challenging, and what I've what I what I enjoy from this is that I'm gradually getting better each day, each week. So I'm just kind of learning it a little bit every day. That's been my approach. It's just been chunking it. So I'll, I'll just keep in mind that I learn a little bit every day, and over time that will add up. Because otherwise, it's very overwhelming trying to learn everything at once. As you probably know yourself, so I do enjoy the job. It's challenging. Like there's so often times where I'm really, really struggling with a problem, and I'm thankfully I've got like a team member who's got a lot of experience in this. So sometimes he will help me out. He won't necessarily give me the answer. He'll, but he'll help me to talk things through or give me a different perspective on something when I'm really stuck in things. A lot, of, a lot of times you are left to your own devices to figure something out. There's not an awful lot of help you get. It's just when you're really, really stuck, you might get some help. So I found that I suppose the biggest thing I've learned so far is that it's all about sticking with the problem and not giving up on it, even if you feel like you're not making progress. It's uh, it's just not giving up on it, and then it's breaking it down into simple steps. Like when you've got a a problem, it's about trying to identify what are the simple steps I need to figure out here. That's been what's been helping me, and that's what I've been developing the last year.
0: I hope most, most of the people who are listening to this podcast are beginners. So how can a beginner start from scratch and become a Django developer? Could you lay out a roadmap for them?
1: So, yeah, I think the first thing to do is to, to split it up. So it's a big field. Like programming is a really big thing to learn. So you need to first identify the language you want to learn and why you want to learn it. So I'll just give my own example there. Um, Python, I started learning that because I saw it as like a, an entry level language that it, was, it seemed to be relatively simple to other programming languages and there was a lot you could do with it. And then it was from like researching online that I realized there was a few main areas you can go into. You can go into machine learning, you can go into data analytics, you can go into web development. And so web development, I started down that path because I had a friend who was a Ruby on Rails developer. So he was in that arena in web application development. And I also discovered a uh, clever programmer, uh, which was more aimed at web application development. And I'd come across websites as well like Treehouse, and other platforms Udacity as well. I was using, and they had courses that were catering towards full stack web development. So for somebody beginning, my path was that I started on Treehouse with HTML, CSS. I was learning for that for quite a while. I learned a little bit of JavaScript. Then I moved on to Python. So I started with, I think things started to click when I, when I followed the beginner's course in Clever Programmer uh, with Python. I was using Treehouse as well to learn some Python. And then it came to like building web application an actual project. So I did that with Raffai Kazi as well. I was one, one-on-one kind of mentoring with him for a while. And I built a Flask web application. And from doing that, then I realized that Flask was a framework. HTML, CSS, Python, you need to have some knowledge in that. And a framework then ties things together. And then over time, like in my new job, it's jQuery we use a lot. So I had to kind of get better at JavaScript and jQuery. So for anybody starting off, the gen- look at the general languages that, or the languages that you need to, to learn. So it'll be HTML, CSS, you'll need to know some JavaScript, maybe a bit of jQuery. If you want to be a Django web developer, then it'll be Django, it'll be the framework and they're the, the main technologies that you need to get a grasp on and then the practical side to all this is to build projects that combine all that together. So if you want to build a, a blog app or you want to build just a simple portfolio app, they're the types of projects that will actually give you practical experience for you to get a job.
0: You mentioned about some premium online course platforms like Udacity, Treehouse, Clever Programmer. So do you recommend people to take online courses, premium online courses from these platforms, especially when there are a lot of free courses and free stuff available online and on YouTube and all. So do you recommend taking premium courses?
1: So yeah, when it comes to the premium courses, okay, this is, this is a bit nuanced. I think it depends on how you learn. If you're somebody who can, you can take in a lot of information and make sense of it yourself. And you can do that quite quickly then then i think there's no probably no need to buy premium courses if you can listen to somebody and like like what i told and what i said in my last question if you can follow that and you can go online and you can piece things together yourself and you enjoy doing that and it doesn't take you an awful lot of time to do that it doesn't take you years and years to do that then i don't think there's probably any reason to do a a, a premium course my style of learning though was that I Realized that I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to like I didn't know enough about computer programming and computer science to be able to go off and Piece all these things together myself So I mine was like a hybrid approach. So I bought some premium courses So I bought the profitable programmer course. I bought the OOP course before that. I also Signed up to treehouse. So that was a subscription that I'd sign up for. I also bought a course in Udacity I did uh, I did the full stack uh what are they called nano degree so i did that i only completed half because i got my job while i was doing that course my recommendation would be to know like what your budget is so i, I had money to spend in this what i had done over the years was that i i gradually i gradually decreased the amount of money i was spending on my social activities and i put that money into my education, so I was buying books, I was buying courses, so that was my process, so I had money to be spending on these things, so that did make things quicker, because what a course gives you, a premium course gives you is like a blueprint, it gives you like the, if it's a good course, it'll give you like the outline, the general things you need to know to become a web application developer. Another thing to keep in mind with premium courses is that I don't think there's one course that will guarantee you a job or guarantee you to become a freelancer, uh, when it comes down to it, in the end of the day it's really up to you as the individual what you understand from what you're doing because you can follow a course and not understand anything and it won't really help you to get a job or keep a job if you get a job so all this process is about finding resources that's simplified for you so that you can understand what you're doing and you can build practical stuff that's the end goal here so for somebody who's got the money i would recommend yeah buy some premium courses because it probably will accelerate It will accelerate like how quickly you can get into this but then also keep in mind that these courses don't guarantee you a job they just give you a blueprint so that you can see what are the most vital things to learn so that would be my my answer to that
0: i often hear a lot of people saying like you you must learn node.js because you know it's a there's a lot of huge popularity about node.js and these these javascript frameworks do you think with the rise of these JavaScript frameworks, such as Node.js, uh, Django is gonna fade away or uh, Node.js is gonna overtake Django? Do you feel anything like that? Because I, I I get that question a lot from my friends.
1: I haven't put a lot of thought into this, to be honest, because the way I approach it is that like, I focus more on, on the skill set and rather than the actual technology. So if you're somebody who understands what a framework is, what it can do, If you understand the logic of computer programming if you if you focus on that and you get better and better at that then I think you can be quite adaptable to the frameworks like my 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 opinion would be that right now I'm just focusing on Django and Python because that's my role I don't see that going away anytime soon to be honest but I haven't again I haven't put a lot of thought into it because I put more focus on the actual uh, the logic am i understanding the logic am i am i getting better as a problem solver so I, uh, in my job it's problem solving is a huge one and then also understanding the business need what do they want from me so they're actually more important skills than knowing the syntax of a, a framework because that's learnable uh, what isn't very easy to learn though is problem solving skills and communication skills so they're the skills that i focus on and I don't focus too much on the actual framework. I'm glad to be working with Django and Python because that's the one I've most experienced in. But if I have to change and pivot down the line, then I'll put I'll put some time and effort into learning a different framework again if I need to. That's uh, how I would approach it.
0: For me, soft skills are really important because I learned a lot from John Smith and nafekasi uh, And those guys promote soft skills a lot. Uh, so according to you what's the importance of soft skills in the life or in the career of a programmer and according to you which one soft skill is the most important for a programmer
1: yeah i think soft skills are really important and it's something that i have been consciously trying to improve myself as well like i do that with the happy mindset with my podcast with my writing It's all about self reflection and and communication so what i've realized from working in a team over the last year but you work with other teams so as a programmer you're not like in isolation as a team there's one there's two people that work with me remotely there was one guy who worked with me in the office he's now gone so i'm on my own now but you work with other teams so a big part of that is understanding what their language is like how are they speaking to me what do they want and that's the soft skills part of things so in my opinion you could be very very strong technically but if you can't communicate to the team the other teams in the company it'll make your life very very difficult there'll be a lot of friction there'll be a lot of miscommunication there'll be a lot of frustration and that will affect your technical work as well like you can't work very well when you haven't got a clear head or you're not like feeling good so again it comes back to the happy mindset that's why i'm so focused on helping people to have a strong mindset and a strong understanding of their emotions so they can communicate well with other people and they can create their life with their own mindset their own critical thinking creative thinking about the world. So that's what so yeah I would say technical skills are important because without them you're not going to be able to do the job. But soft skills are probably probably more important. Like if there's a certain standard technically I think you need to get to once you're at that standard soft skills become more important that's what separates the good developer from a great developer because you save so much time when you know what your team wants from you and you like there's so much uh it's so much better environment to be in when people communicate and people are happy so that's what i would say about that soft skills you need to focus on them to become better at the language or to become better at uh to become a better developer. And so I would have learned that from foreign languages, that was the that like speaking and the listening part, the communication part. And for soft skills, if somebody who's quite introverted and you think it's hard to communicate with people, uh, a good tip I would say to you is that just just listen more to what they're saying to you. Uh, what I found in my experience is that I've, I would often make a lot of assumptions about what they, want, what they want from me. I'd often feel nervous as well, so I wouldn't be listening properly. So, if you focus on the listening, you can always get better as a listener and just pay attention to that. If you're more introverted, you don't want to speak an awful lot. So, yeah, that would be the one soft skill. That would be the one soft skill that I'd recommend is listening. Uh, pay attention to what people are saying and pay attention to the assumptions that you're making about what they want. So, that would be a vital skill set that I would uh, encourage you And you can get better at that by. I took some psychology courses as well last year. Looking into psychology and looking into coaching courses, life coaching courses. That's what I did to become a better listener.
0: You are the author of a book. If people don't know, Denise has written a book called Taking My Life Back. Since you are an author yourself, I guess you you read a lot. If you have the habit of reading, uh, would you recommend some books to the listeners? Which is the one book that has changed your life?
1: So yeah, uh, there's a lot of great books, like what you said there with John Somnus' uh, Soft Skills. I've, I haven't even read the whole thing, but I, I've watched a lot of his videos and that book as well seems to be quite good. I am reading a book called Sapiens at the moment. Uh, that's, that's all about like understanding human evolution and understanding the power of the collective imagination as well. So I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs have read this book. Uh, what it does give you insights into is how powerful our imagination is as human beings and as well just gives you an insight into how we evolved as humans so I'd recommend that if for somebody who's looking to understand what it is to be human how do how we evolved over the years and what role our imagination our collective imagination plays in our lives it gives you insights into that so I'd recommend uh, giving that one a read
0: Okay, coming to the next question. This is uh, a question that I ask to uh, almost every developer I know. So what is the one thing that you wish you would have learned sooner as a developer?
1: One thing I wish I'd learned sooner as a, as a, as a developer, that there's no one course that will guarantee you a job. It, because the thing is, what you get confused about is the marketing behind things. Sometimes courses are marketed in a way where it feels like you're gonna get a job from doing just doing that course which isn't true. A developer's job is, a, is an awful lot about how you can deal with Googling and f- and like figuring things out, it's problem solving. It's how you Google, how you how you take in information, how you condense it and simplify it. So that's not something that any course is going to be able to like give you. They will give you stuff to, to learn and like figure out and make projects and stuff. But I suppose the biggest thing, I, yeah, that's the one thing I wish I would known to begin with is that it's all about how you make sense of things, how you can simplify things, how you can problem solve. It's problem solving 101, that's uh, that's computer programming in my opinion.
0: Finally, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on my website happymindset.com, I've got a YouTube channel where I'm starting to create some Python beginners course for complete beginners, so I want to help people especially if they're linguists, they're more of a language background, they're not a computer science background. To see programming as a language and how you go about breaking that down and making it something that's accessible to you and something that's fun. And yeah, the podcast is on there as well, so it just go to the website, I write blog posts weekly, I publish podcast podcasts weekly, and I on my YouTube channel I'm creating Python videos and I'm creating videos around translating my book into French as well. So that's yeah, so that, that's pretty much it, Ashwin.
0: Thanks a lot, Dennis, for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best for what you are doing with the happy mindset and other things in life.
1: Thanks again, man, for uh, for asking me uh, these questions. They're really thoughtful questions. I enjoyed answering them. Hope the answers are useful to your audience. And uh, yeah, well done with everything you are done on Poitanista uh, Planet. I had to read through some of their, I had to read through one of your reviews, your book reviews there yesterday. Uh, it seems like you put a lot of detail and a lot of thought into things so yeah that's that's uh, impressive man and yeah, so keep it up and i wish you all the best with what you're doing and with the podcast as well
0: so yeah thanks man okay that was dennis Murphy from the happy mindset i hope this was a helpful interview for all of you it was really helpful for me i really learned a lot from dennis some of the key points that i can take away from this interview are uh, the first one any course will not guarantee you a job or or a career you have to work on yourself and you have to use that course as a tool and the next point I got is that you should not focus on a particular framework, a particular programming language like Django or Python or you, you should not focus on the language or the framework, but you should focus on its functionality or how it works. You should understand the logic first. If you understand the logic, then you'll be able to switch to other languages or frameworks if, if needed. I have also written an article based on this interview. If you want to see the full article, you can find that on pythonistaplanner.com slash denis. So that is it for this podcast. I'll catch you up in the next one. Until then, keep coding.